lady ballers welcome back we're soccer props and it's game time guys i'm so excited today because we're gonna have a lot of people in this little chat room that we got going on <laughs> probably it's gonna be ever had it's gonna be a zoom party <laughs> <laughs> we're having on some legends today we're having mia christine and tish all from the 99ers our idols growing up and our idols today right sam fangirling i'm trying to keep it cool but i am fangirling it is weird, like looking back to see we, you know, they were the ones that we were watching and looking up to when we were five. Like it's really wild. And to see like where they have come and they're still so involved in the game, it's really amazing. My moment that sticks out in my head when I was a kid, when I was like six years old, I literally did the high five line to one of Mia Ham's games and I literally like didn't wash my hands for three days so yeah yeah oh i was so i that was like I wouldn't either. Um, my first experience of like being like holy moly and that was just yeah. in a regular wps game wow. they were so influential to our you know age group and elena's my sister's email address was um uh little mia nine yeah. Yeah. so it's so crazy when you look back and now we're speaking to them and like they're just still such amazing role models and every single lady baller should check in to see what they're doing. They're investors in the new club, Angel City, and they have an incredible camp called Team First, right? And they like, we actually went to one of their camps, which is pretty cool. Um, and they're continuing to empower lady ballers there as well. And guys, the holidays are right around the corner. So please head to soccerprops.com, get your orders in so they get there on time for the holidays. Yeah. And we have a cool texting service now. So you can actually text us if you send us the code podcast to 877-329-2285, you can get a free shipping code. So you better get over there and text us right now. And I'll put that in the description too. All right, guys, let's get started. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? It is a party in here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so when was the last time Team First was all together? It's going to be a year. Wow. Oh my gosh. Tampa. We went out. Oh yeah. Tampa. We Tampa was Tampa. fantastic. Darn. Yeah. Virus. Virus. It is so yep. weird with COVID though. Like things are so different. It's wild. Yeah. It stinks. Yeah. How, how obviously like camps and stuff where it had to be canceled for you guys, right? You had to push things. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you guys thinking of scheduling them for the future? People are asking. Yeah. <laughs> they want us. My, my dog's playing soccer in the background. Yeah, he is. Look in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're not doing one in California, so schedule somewhere else. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Well, true. we're on fire, so. <laughs> yeah, we are. My dog's playing with this like 2004 Olympic. <laughs> <laughs> well, casually chewing it up. He's, he's, like, he's licking Fowdy's autograph. <laughs> There's a little smear on his. I love it when kids come up and like for autographs and they have a soccer ball and you can tell they have a dog because it's just got teeth marks all in it. All mangled. Yeah, you're like, oh, what's your dog's name? How do you know I have a dog? <laughs> I'm psychic. <laughs> Classic. How long have you guys been friends for? Um, I mean, look, guys, a lot. You I guys can't do the math anymore. Me and me and I met when we were sixteen and fifteen. Mm -hmm. my, if my brother tells a story that we were ten. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, After we were a couple glasses of wine. Yeah. <laughs> 16 and 15. Wow. I mean, that's, oh my gosh, 20. Almost, almost 35. Wow. Do you, guys, do you guys feel like your friendship has changed or like nothing has changed since you were in your playing days together with each other? I don't, I don't think things have changed. I think what we talked about has changed. <laughs> What's changed, Well, I, I, I can't hear you. Are you bad? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think what we talk about is different, but I think for the most part, you know, it's, I think it's pretty solid, don't you think, guys? Yeah. yeah I mean, besides the fact that now we talk about kids, like when we started having babies, we're like calling each other like, oh my God, <laughs> Well, I crapped feel out the diaper. What do, we have to, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, but. Well, because the reason why I ask is every time we see you guys or, or any of you together, you guys like still rank on each other like your teammates, you know, you still, you still have that uh, sort of relationship. And I feel like that is something that 
doesn't, those are the lifelong friendships that teammates have. And I feel like it's, it's just so funny because when I see you guys together, it's like, you can tell you play together. <laughs> yeah. I think it's um, also just the sports part of it. I think, you know, friends that I played sports with, sports with instead of friends that I didn't play sports with, I think the camaraderie is a little different. I think the sports you get to see everything. <laughs> I mean, some things you don't want to see. Um, <laughs> But we're around each other and on the road and you rely on rely on these people in a different way than at home. Um, and then bus well, and just keeps us. Yeah. Done. Similar yeah. to you guys. You, got, you guys played together, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I so feel like there's similar. nothing's changed. That's why I feel like we yeah. still always, uh, we'll be in the airport like high-fiving each other if our luggage is under 50 pounds and like we're like, I look around, I'm like, we're not, athletes with each other anymore and we should not be behaving <laughs> yeah. like this we're still yeah, like <laughs> it never leaves you for sure and how long have you guys worked together like did you know for a long time after that you wanted to work with teammates after you stopped playing well it took Lil forever to stop playing so we were kind of <laughs> me and I me and I were just kind of sitting on the beach waiting for her to hang it up man Jeez. Uh, I don't I think we I mean I think after we were apart for a while we started to figure out like we would meet in uh, our other best buddy Angela Kelly co- coached at Tennessee actually Corey played there for Ange and so we would visit her and that'd be like our get together we'd all meet in Knoxville and watch Ange play and catch a football game and kind of hang out for the weekend um and and that'd be like once a year you know maybe we go in the summer for a little bit so we were like dude we gotta we gotta get together more often so that's how it kind of started I love that um, funny story too, Christine, my sister Elena played at Boston College and I'll never forget. She said that you came to their practice one time or their preseason and yeah. Elena was telling me how ter- like terrified she was to show up. She's like, oh my God, she's going to be there. Um, and I thought that was so funny. So you were definitely still playing like until, at least until my sister graduated college. So it's so funny. Yeah, that is funny. Um, I hope she was of me <laughs> no she was just intimidated because we always oh. like you guys were the women that we looked up to and still look up to but when we were younger it's I mean we were just talking before you guys got on and we were saying like we our email addresses like had your names in it like that's how that's how crazy it is to like find you know it all comes full circle now that we're talking to you <laughs> that's cool that's awesome do you guys have any tips for like all your campers and players right now who aren't able to play together or things have changed because of COVID, like what they can do on their own? I think back to um, a lot of the work that I know we did. I know I personally did. I mean, whether, I know here in California, it's it's harder to go to like parks and um, open spaces. Uh, so a lot of it can be done with like in a lot of touches on the ball, whether it be corvers or different moves. Um, and you can change the size of the ball, I think. That's important. Um, using a wall, if you can. I know here where I live, um, our fences are just wall, you know, cinder block walls um, because the houses are so close. But just trying to stay as sharp on the ball as you can, and um, so when you get back, you at least have that type of confidence. And then playing full size, you know larger depth in your passing and shooting will come as you get back out there. But I think being familiar with the ball, um, you know, little juggling, I mean, I'm sure Tish and Lil can give you their insight, but for me, it was always trying to maintain that sharpness uh, with my footwork. Yeah. I think another thing is the fitness phase, the fitness part of it. Like, at the very beginning of this, like we couldn't go and we ever, well, people weren't going anywhere, but like outside, if you could even do that. So uh, my daughter, Sage and I were doing like fitness in like the church parking lot, or we were doing 300 with the, between the two blocks. Like, I think that's a thing you could, that was something we could control. If we didn't have, we couldn't go to the park, it was closed to practice and our yard's not huge. So we would make sure that I think fitness is a big part of it. Like when you come out of all this, if you could be fit, you're going to be like ready to go. You, you don't want to come in after all this and not be fit because then you can't play. Mm-hmm. So I think fitness is probably one of the keys. And also we watch a ton of soccer. Like when the NWSL came on, thank God it came on. Like there yeah. was, I watched every second. I was watching any soccer game that was on. Um, and I think that educates the kids. Like I know I didn't love to watch soccer when I was young. 
actually there was no soccer on TV to watch when we were growing up. Now there's games all over the place. You can watch a highlight show, you, you know what I mean? Like catch a little bit of soccer and kind of try to educate yourself that way. So I, I think as a mom with a kid that plays we fitness and then we watch the kind of games and just men, women, just all kinds of different games to kind of learn from. And I, I think the one thing I learned too with my, my kids are a little bit younger, um, but if they didn't want to go do it, I wasn't forcing them. So uh, this also in the start of the, the whole um, kind of shutdown, um, my kids didn't want to. So I was like, okay, let me see what they want to do because this also shows you what, what you have, if you love it or not. I mean, granted, some of them need to be to go to practice to, to help that. But I was just like letting my kids be and they were jumping on the trampoline or they were doing something else. And so I think if the kids are, um, doesn't have that like, oh, I want to go kick the ball myself, but have them do something mm -hmm. or whether it is, maybe it's going for a run, going for bike rides. Tons of kids are going for bike rides around here in the early stages because you are distanced from each other um, and doing something else because anything is better than nothing, um, yeah. especially when the kids are sitting at home and you need them out, outside of the fresh air a little bit, which That's we have more space here in, in Massachusetts than you guys do. <laughs> I could run all around. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a really good point too. And a big thing we focus on too is like you had the headspace, you have to be in the right headspace in order to do any of that stuff. Otherwise, it's not going to be productive, whether you are going outside hitting the ball up against the wall. If you're not there mentally, you know, it's not going to be um, something that you actually grow from and, and you're putting your all into. So we, we talk a lot about the headspace that uh, kind of players find themselves in. And I guess we've been receiving a lot of messages and things about people being just entirely unmotivated because this kind of seems like a shutdown with no end point you know like there's no finish line in sight for you to really for people to really look forward so would you have any advice for people that are just having a hard time I guess just staying relentless with their training and and kind of measuring their own growth or not seeing progress because they can't put it into games do you have any advice for those girls on how to stay motivated well I think the I mean the one thing that's helped me later in life but um is to plan out my week so, I mean, still active myself. So, you know, I'll write down what I want to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and maybe Monday it's, you know, go for a run in the neighborhood uh, or run the trails with my dog. Tuesday it's, you know, doing something in the driveway, like a short little circuit or Wednesday it's a day off or Thursday's yoga. But if I have it written down, then I feel like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. It's not like I wake up and like, oh, what do we got to do today? So whatever it may be, um, it could be minimal. Maybe it's like, okay, 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and the half-mile run. Yeah, set your you intentions. Know, yeah. As, yeah, put them down, because then you're like kind of accountable for yourself, and then you don't have to think about it. And maybe that's the month of October, and that's what I try to do each month, try to do something a little different, or add one thing that I do every Monday that's the same um, to just help, because I have... I have I'm not trying to get ready for anything. I'm just trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will's coming back. Will's gonna come back. No, I just I love that tip so much because I I can relate to it. Like I'm all about structure, and I find that if I have it laid out there, even if it's as small as like just the next day's plan, I find that I stick to it, and it's really awesome. So I think that's such a great piece of advice to lady ballers who feel totally overwhelmed. Like take it day by day, week by week, and write it out. And I feel like the more you do it, it just becomes a habit and you're, and you get back into things. So that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. We have hey, uh, hey, Lil, um, Tish Yo. and I have a team, have a team out here in LA. So we're recruiting. So send okay. us some video. <laughs> City of angels. <laughs> send us your highlight video. We need a resume. Um, <laughs> Lil, I got it for you, Lil. I'm going to send them everything. I got it. Guys, how excited are you about Angel City? I we when we found out about it, we we were like our jaws dropped. We were like, yes, like where was this team all the times that we've been to LA? You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. It's pretty rad. We're, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be great. It's it's <laughs> no, we're really excited. I I think uh, the ownership group, um, obviously, being able to do this with some of your um, your teammates, but then. A lot of the, the female soccer players that um, their foundation of soccer and building the game is rooted here in Southern California. And so to celebrate them, to have them be a part of this process. And then obviously 
you know, the, the superstar lineup of owners with yeah, Julie Ehrman and Natalie Portman and Eva Longoria, um, you know, Cindy Holland from Netflix. I mean, and the culture that we're trying to build here of, of pay equity, you know, top class for the players facilities and really kind of thinking outside the box of, of how we want to grow the game. And, um, I'm really excited about, you know, the next step for us. And, and so, um, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep moving forward, but, uh, I think it's going to be a dynamic and kind of new way of thinking and how we approach women's soccer and women's sports. Um, and for me personally, it's, it's a way to give back, but it's also a way to continue to learn um, because I'm learning every day from people outside the soccer world of, of how to make a difference. When, when is it, what season, years it's supposed to start? 22 or 21? 22. 22. It's awesome. You got, you got time, Lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a year to get in shape. Yeah. <laughs> get that to-do list, that weekly. That's so awesome though. That's I, so exciting. I actually have a question. It just made me think of this, but when you guys retired, like how was that transition for you? And and how did you deal with it? Because I know personally for us three, like transitioning leaving college was a huge, huge deal for us. So I can't imagine being on the world stage <laughs> and being, you know, legends like you guys are, how that was for you. So can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? I just remember uh, when I finally did that, I was just tired, <laughs> basically just really, really tired. And not necessarily like I didn't enjoy it, um, but I was tired of the, the commitment to be able to sustain um, the training. I loved playing in the games and I, I still would love to play in a game and be out on the field, um, but just got tired. And I mean, that was, shoot, 23 years. And I remember when Mia retired and um, Julie and Joy, and I was just like, they were, you know, they had hit and they were talking about it a little bit. And I was like, shoot, I'm not there yet. And it was hard to go on when they left. Um, but I think if I were to, to retire then, I would have had some regrets. So I think it just became, it's like when you know, you know. It's like when everyone says when you get married, like, you know, you know, I'm like, really? Um, but I, I just did. And I knew I got pregnant as well. So that kind of helped to give me something else to focus on. And um, because when you are, when we did train for so long, you had you every pretty much day, month, year was set out. Yeah. And I remember the big events would come. We play in the World Cup in the Olympics. And after that, we all be like, now what do we do? Like now we didn't have someone telling us what to do, where to go eat. And you kind of, you, you just get a little bit out of whack a little bit. Uh, so I was fortunate to be able to be pregnant and then have a child to focus on. I already had one, but, um, and just to kind of distract me from missing, you know, the game, but I was just, I was just tired. I was ready. Yeah. But you obviously still stay active for you personally. Like, I feel like that always helps too. Like I know for us three, um, you go from exercising so much and doing all this stuff for, for soccer and then you leave, you leave school and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do next? Like I just, you know, you live this way for so long. So I feel like we all have like stayed active and I feel like that connects us back to the game too. Like just being able to train for life, like, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what's been helping me at least. But what about you, uh, Mia or Tisha? I, I think for me, in terms of, of knowing when, like Lil said, you just both physically and emotionally, you get to a point of, um, of how it makes you feel. Like you're still motivated for the games and you still love being around your teammates. Um, but it takes you much longer and harder to accomplish and stay at a level that was really easy prior to. I'm not easy, but easier. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's almost like if you're spending more time in the training room than, than you were um, training. And, you know, we laughed about it towards the end. It was like the after nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the training room was for all those players over 30. Um, and it just, it just became that grind mentally and um you know you were used to doing things physically that you weren't able to do anymore and that's frustrating as a player 
because you know in terms of how you see the game, uh, it's, it's much clearer than it was when you were 25. You understand the subtleties and the nuances and how to prepare um, tactically for a game, but physically it was just harder to stay up with the, the younger players out there. Um, I think Christine's right in terms of what, what I had once I stepped off the field in trying to think about my family and having kids and, and um, not really what I wanted to be when I grew up, but just more so of having that life that always kind of had to take a back seat and now you were able to focus on it. Um, but the other great thing is we all maintain such great relationships. You know, we're all, all our friends. So I think sometimes you're worried about stepping away from the game in terms of what it, what it brings out of you, but also the people that you love competing alongside of and that you've grown up with. And we've been able to continue those friendships, you know, to this day. Um, like I called Carla yesterday, I'm still waiting for a call back. So fingers <laughs> crossed, she'll, she'll call me back. <laughs> but, you know, to be able to do the camps with these guys and, and keep in touch and um, share life experiences now with about our kids. Yeah. you know, our daughters and seeing them come to camp and interact with each other and having, you know, people that I, I admire so much um, have an influence in my kids' lives is, is really wonderful. Yeah. And um, except when I brought my two-year-old son, Garrett, <laughs> and all he did was cry. At the Berkshires. Yeah. So he is never- Oh, at the Berkshires? Another, yeah. I, I had to do sessions with him on my hip. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, he doesn't come to any more camps. I mean, he's eight now. So I'm, I'm hoping I wouldn't have to do the camp with him on my hip. <laughs> I love that. I feel like a lot of people feel like they're losing so much, but you're also gaining so much. It's just a different chapter. And a lot of the things you're scared about, like not having your teammates around you all the time and losing those friendships, you're not going to if you want to keep that. And you're always going to have those memories together. And like you guys and us, like we still get to be around the game and we still get to be with, um, you know, the teammates that we were able to. So it's just a different chapter in life, but it's not, it, I mean, it's, I was going to say it's not worse or better, but it, it might be better in ways. I know this is the toughest part is being with these guys because you grow up and you're with them every day and you're training and you're playing golf and you're hanging by the pool like we lived together for years you know and so all of a sudden that stops and you're kind of like you look at your like family or your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend you're like who is this person <laughs> you know like all of a sudden I was home all the time and I didn't know how to be because I was used to being home for a week and then see you later you know so you can it's a, tra it's a transition for sure but thank goodness for us we were able to put these camps together and and and, um, you know, pre-COVID and be able to see each other eight, nine times a year. Uh, that's been huge, I think, especially for me in my life, like having that kind of getaway and get back with those guys and kind of, they, you know, they put you in your place. Again. You get, you know where you're from. And, you, <laughs> and we play pickup and then the next day we can't walk and uh, <laughs> we, ice, we ice and and complain. But yeah, it's, it's great. So Team First has really done a lot. Uh, to kind of keep us together and and sometimes like we went to Atlanta and we had Michelle Akers come out uh when we're in North Carolina like Parlo and uh Carla would come out so we and we had Brandy you know when we when we go to different cities we try to bring in some of our ex-teammates mm -hmm. uh just to just to let you know get let the kids get some of their knowledge and personality so it's been great it's like a perpetual reunion that's kind of nice yeah <laughs> So as you look back on your careers, what is something that you feel like you experienced or felt while you were playing um, that you, I think, maybe have internalized and used as like a, a big thing that you try and, and teach and educate the next generation about? Like we always say, like when we played, I think we let anxiety take too much of a part in our, in our playing days and we, we carried around a lot of anxiety with us and a negatively affected how we played and now that's a big reason why we're trying to influence girls that are playing today to kind of be able to work through those anxieties and to play freely are there is there anything that from your experiences that you try and now instill in the girls that you coach 
I think we had a lot of fun. Like we, we played on a lot of competitive teams, like at Carolina and with the national team. And it was, it was competitive. I mean, you've been to some of those trainings. I think you've seen, but we had a freaking good time, man. We had leaders like Julie Foudy and Carla and our coach, Tony DiCicco was all about making it fun. And I think this day and age, it's like so serious. Like these kids are at a young age on a competitive team and they don't want them playing other sports and their parents are super on them. It's just a high intensity um, situation at young ages. So I, when we do our camps, like we're always like, we're not, Mia's great. She's like, we're not judging you. We're not picking teams. We just want to want you to try stuff, get out of your comfort zone and have, have fun. Like it's about fun. It's a game. And these are kids. It's like, if you can't have fun, you're not going to make it right. Cause you're going to yeah. burn out or get depressed and have problems. So, so that's what we do when we go to these camps, like we're having fun and we have fun till the, I mean, Lily played till she was 75 and she had fun every day. <laughs> every day she had fun. It is so true. And it's so important. And it's something that um, we, we're, we've been working with another coach who actually wrote a blog for us. And he said, like, there comes a point where you're just working soccer instead of like playing soccer, because it just turns into a job. And like, of course, it could be your job if you play pro and stuff like that. But these young kids, like they might be, you know, losing the fun and the passion for it. And like, if anything that we can learn from you guys, it's, it's you guys played with passion and because you wanted to be there and you had fun. Yeah. And we, we can tell that just by seeing the way that you guys played and then also just hearing you now, like, cause we've been to multiple panels where you guys have talked and, you know, seen a bunch of videos where you guys have talked about it and we just love it. So I think that's just such a great point. And it's something that everyone needs to be reminded of. Like parents need to remember that too. If parents yes. are happy, like your kid should be having fun first and foremost. And the coaches mm -hmm. need to understand yeah. that. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I think the, the interesting thing is like the first thing, I mean, I always ask my kids whether they're coming home from school or, or anything. I'm like, did you have fun? Like, it's not like, what'd you learn at school? Michael like, school, did you have fun at school today? So I think in order for the kids to want to be doing what they're doing, they're, you know, they got to enjoy it. Um, and I think the other thing we emphasize with team first as well is it's okay to make mistakes. You know, they're going to happen all the time. And what our, what we try to do for the kids is just to help to minimize the mistakes. They're still going to be there, but maybe make less. And that if you make less mistakes, then you're going to be, help your team be more successful because we made them all the time. And I think the best, some of our best uh, demonstrations is when, someone trips, falls into a net or, you know, just <laughs> up your toe because the kids laugh and we laugh and we're like, look, you know, so that's sometimes some of the best uh, demonstrations that we put on instead of, you know, show them how quick we can move it with our feet, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so just to let them know the mistakes are going to be there. So let's just get over the fact if you make them learn from it and then, you know, try to just do, do better. I, I think, you know, one of the things in just, how I grew up and the environment in which we played. I know we talk a lot about how we were probably one of the only girls on the, the co-ed team we played on um, and having just to kind of not stand out, like play hard, but you don't um, want everyone to fixate on you to draw attention. Um, but I remember one of the things when I made the national team at a young age, it was all of a sudden there was this emphasis on being great and investing in yourself and also celebrating those accomplishments. So, you know, having coached my daughter's team and watching a lot of young girls, it's, it's like they score a goal and they kind of put their head down and jog back to the center line and there's no joy in what they've probably been working so hard to do and you know the celebration isn't to to kind of stuff it in the other team's face it's to have have joy in in um, what you'd work long and hard in practice to accomplish and so I love that celebration and we talk about it when we do our small-sided you know our 4v4 tournaments at camp is like we want to see some celebrations you know, um, we want you to be excited when you score a goal and um, to have that joy in into the work that you put in and how you did it. So I think for me, kind of growing and learning and what we try to share with 
with the next generation is, you know, have joy when you play and, and celebrate those successes and do it in, in a thoughtful and classy way, but you deserve it. You've worked hard. You guys kind of worked as a team to get where you are. So um, have fun with that. Yeah. Like, why is it so hard to be proud of ourselves for something that we <laughs> invest so much? Isn't that crazy though? But I feel like that's such a, that's such a common thing that you see. And I don't know, I feel like I, you see it so much more in, in women's sports too. Like we're feel like it's not okay for us to be proud of ourselves or it's not okay for us to hold our head high or, or you know, celebrate our accomplishments. So I, I love that piece of advice. That's so important. And I think what's neat um, with the, with team first and our group is um, when we, when we're talking with the kids, I mean, each, uh, each of us is so different in how we, you know, express what we did or how we played. We're even different, but when we, when we are in front of the, kids were being ourselves and we're being like we were when we played, you know, we're, we're teaching the game, but we're also showing that we did this with love and, and fun. And I think that's, I think why we enjoy doing team first so much because it brings us together. Um, but then also lets us share with the kids, like you can work your tail off, but you can then laugh at your friend for, you know, tripping over something or, mm -hmm. you know, or mumbling the wrong word. I have a, I have a, tendency of saying the wrong word or I don't know um so um but just I do so, too <laughs> <laughs> so but it just it, I think for us or even when I just see us up there and laughing it I think it's just a good example for the kids to see mm -hmm. you know we're not just like okay hear this we're professional we we uh, we're professional about it but we're also ourselves and I think that's kind of cool for the kids to see and females as well yeah I also think like with our teams we celebrated each other's success, right? It was like, if, if Lil scored a goal, man, it was awesome, like, great. Everybody's happy, you know what I mean? Like, you celebrate their success, whereas you're not like, oh, she's the star and she's scoring all the goals and poor me, you know? It's like, and me is a great example of that, being the face of the team, never wanted all the attention, like, always deferred it. Like, hey, they would ask for interviews. She's like, Why don't, let's get the group interview or, you know, for an ad, let's get the whole team in there, you know, like, Celebrating each other, I think, is important for girl, young girls and women, you know, to um, see their success and be, be happy, generally happy and, and share in that, I think is important for these young girls. Because just because she's successful doesn't take, doesn't mean I'm not, you know, it's like, she's successful, so am I. That's great. So I think that's something unique too that kind of came yeah. from our playing days. Do you, think there, do you think there's less of that now? of celebrating each other and like each other's successes? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it seems like, I, I, I don't know. I think with our national team, they're, they're, they're good about that. You know, mm -hmm. you can see the joy that they have for their teammates and their success. And, and I think that's great to see at our national team level for all these young kids. You know, it's such a competitive cauldron all the time, you know, and they're trying to get scholarships and they want to be on this. So you know, it, it, it's hard and there, you know, there's a lot of pressure. So I just, I think it's important uh, to, to be humble and to celebrate other, other success. Yeah. And I'm sure like with the invention of social media, it's been so much harder for these players growing up. Like, you know, I could, I can't even imagine if, you know, one player on a team was getting so much more like photos taken of them and put on the college website. Like I couldn't imagine or something, you know, like just posting because I'm noticing there's so many teams that are posting pictures, like there's probably a lot of comparison that happens, but I love that that's something that you guys instill in your players because it's really about the team. And like when you win mm -hmm. a team, it's not just because somebody, that one person scored. It's like, you guys all had to put in the work to get it, to get it done. So just a really nice reminder. And I love that about you guys. It's about being selfless in a way. Yep. That's how we got team first. <laughs> oh, there we go. Double I, I, I like to tell the story sometimes uh, playing back in the day playing and I, I mean I was always behind Mia playing and I think there was a, I forget um, I mean there's a tons of time this happened but I was I was on the field just and Mia got the ball and I just watched her and like she cut and beat someone else and beat someone else and I was just kind of standing there for a second and then like um, I was like shit I gotta go help her <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think we've had we have such appreciation for each other and so being on the field, like, I love watching these guys play. I mean, back in, I loved, you know, all the, the strengths that they can do, what they could do, some things I couldn't do. And, and we each had that. 
Um, and I think we did celebrate each other. And I think we were good teammates in that sense. And I think that's where we're trying to reach these young kids as well, is be a good teammate, you know? Yeah. That's sometimes making the unselfish run. That's sometimes, you know, um, letting someone go ahead of you if it's for like, they've never been first in line. Little, little things like that, that make, make each other feel better, um, but be better. And I think that's also what we try to get across. And sharing stories with these people about what our teammates did so well. Like Tish did that backflip in the World Cup. I was like, dude, where the heck did you do that? Like, you know, we would talk about that. That was like, that's awesome. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we were bummed that we didn't do it. We were just like, that was incredible. And I think that's a a good reminder for kids to celebrate each other. um, Yeah. Giving compliments. Giving compliments to each other. Like, that was a great shot. Like, that was a great move. Just anything like that. It's so simple. And it's just a really nice reminder. I love it. Well, I, I think the other thing is, um, you know, kids these days, I, I know for me, I was one of six kids and it was kind of like, figure out how to get yourself to practice. <laughs> um, my, my parents were very hands-off in, in what me and my siblings did because they were working. And, and now I think you know, you have a lot of parents and personal coaches, their skill coaches, um, who are kind of pushing them to, uh, you know, think about themselves only, where I feel the player just finds so much joy in playing on the team. And it, and like Christine and Tish were saying, what we were really great about was saying, I love that Christine, um, if she has a half chance, she's going to take it. That's how we score goals. That's how we figure out. And it might not go in the first time, but it's going to soften that defense for us to maybe find another way to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, uh, you know, I learned early playing alongside Tish how she liked to uh, take up space on the field. You know, knowing if she had a greater distance to cover, that I shouldn't run away from her. Yeah, um, I know, because I, I was close, <laughs> so I was going to get caught. So, so, so I, to get it. Yeah, so I had to show and combine, show and combine, until we got closer to the goal. And um, that's a way you, you, you figure out how to help you, help Tish, your teammate who you care about, be successful, but also as your team to be more successful. And um, so... I know, I know kids, it's, it's hard these days. There's, there's a lot more money invested in ju- just playing than probably when we were growing up. And, um, you know, people want to see a return in that, on that investment. And I think you got to kind of step away and let your kids kind of navigate a little bit of, of the environment themselves. And you'll see they, I know for me, I loved playing soccer because it was a team sport and I was accountable to myself for sure, but I was accountable to other people and um, they helped me grow and become better both on and off the field. I feel like that's so important too, because that your that individual skill can only take you so far. And the, and the reason why you guys were so successful is because everyone had each other's backs and you worked literally as a team in, in every facet. I feel like that's something you can say in hindsight like looking back and but kids now they're so uh, obsessed with the individual skill that they forget that if i'm if i'm a playmaker with someone else on my team we're both going to shine better than my individual skill could alone too so i love that point yeah. do we want to do some uh rapid fire with uh the three of them yeah just to, just to end it Sounds all right just like, do, like you're going to say with whoever answers quick, faster wins? Uh, well, it's going to be more <laughs> like a you throw each other under the bus on this one. So we're going to ask some questions like, for example, which which one of the three of you would be the most likely to show up late at practice? Oh, oh Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy. 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 Yeah, Brandy. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy, but. Sorry, B. None of us. None of us. You guys were the... 15 minutes early is on time, people? I mean, Tony time. You're Tony time, baby. <laughs> we were just ready. Tish, Tish would have little candies in her pocket, but we would be all set. <laughs> who had them in there before. Who would be most likely to get yelled at by Coach? Me, probably. For what? 
If you want to play a context board. <laughs> yeah, Tony told me to go play tennis. <laughs> None of us got yelled at. Nah, that was a good one, though. That was a really good one. Should we tell the story? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, I, uh, I mean, my brain, I'm my older, so my memory might not be as great. Uh, Mia, you remember everything. Um, but we were playing just uh, playing in scrimmage or practice or something? Oh, yeah, I had, I had just come back from a little L, um, MCL strain. Okay. See, so I told you she'd remember better. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I can't remember. <laughs> you know, I probably should have been wearing a red jersey with a big X on it. Um, but we were having a little scrimmage and uh, someone came in pretty hard on the on a tackle and um, I didn't really appreciate it very much (laughs) so I kind of said something and and uh, Tony's response and you know standing up for her was if you don't want to play a contact sport go play tennis (laughs) and so I was I was so pissed when he said that. <laughs> I just remember, um, I think it was Karen Gabera just grabbed me by the shirt and pulled me aside because what was about to come out of my mouth <laughs> was not going to be good. Oh, so. gosh. But it comes, it's a great story. <laughs> That's great. Um, who's most likely to make everyone laugh during fitness? Fitness. Tish. Fitness. Tish, yeah. Tish. And it's because she's not meaning to. It just something comes out and it just breaks the silence. Like everyone's thinking it, but no one wants to say it. You're the one who says it, Tish? I guess so. I'm usually out of my mind at that point. Very little oxygen. How about the time at Carolina? What, me, I don't know. If we were, I was a senior and Anthony decided that all the fast people were, it was too easy yeah. for them, so he moved us five yards back. And this Jack over here, little snail. Uh, five I knew four, five yards forward because I was so slow. <laughs> she, she got to go five yards forward. It was worth 10 yards. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so, he punished me because I'm not given speed. <laughs> I, it wasn't my fault I wasn't fast. I mean, so I started taking off and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm in the front. And then like, <laughs> I have to do these guys. Like, <laughs> That's so. Our strength conditioning coach used to do that too. He'd, ha- he'd have like the rabbits were their own little heat, and our time that we had to get yeah. was so much faster than everyone else's. I was like, "What? How is this fair?" Yeah. because well, I remember this is we used to have um, pinky tape in college, and I think hey. they still wear it now. And they Tish, do. Yeah. Tish and her midfield crew started it as kind of a unifying symbol. And pretty soon, every every person on the team would put a little piece of tape around their pinky. And um, we were playing, I think, in the Bay Area, which is where Tish is from. And we were losing like 2-0 or 1-0 at half. And Tish never says anything. Like, so Anson and Dino come in, and they give the most sarcastic half-game speech I've ever heard in my life. Like... <laughs> Congratulations, ladies. You've made history. There's no Carolina team that's ever been down 2-0 at half. (laughs) (laughs) And and then they basically walk out of the locker room and we're like, what? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Tish stands up, like veins popping out of her neck going, whoever doesn't have pinky tape on their finger better put it on right (laughs) now. And we're like, Let's do it. Uh, hey, it worked. You guys won. won. Three to two. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's Tish saying something that would make you laugh. Like it and and so unexpected. Just, In the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Thank you, Tish. <laughs> All right. Who's who's most likely to argue with a ref? Mia. Mia. <laughs> Because she's going to ask all the time. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Triple team getting kicked. Yeah. yeah. And she always had, she always has good little liners. Yeah. But <laughs> you usually. Them. You were very nice to the referees. Did you get they carded? Yeah, yeah, and I probably should have been carded more so. 
you told us something funny in Adeline that you said to a ref like the last time we talked to you that literally cracked me up or Brandy told us that you said something oh, come on guys yeah. what was it <laughs> it was so oh my gosh it made me laugh so hard I wish I could remember what no, it was <laughs> what's crazy is a lot of the times I would get the cards for um the rather tame stuff I'd say it's just the referee had said Shut up! Don't say another word. <laughs> <laughs> and you're and you're like, really? <laughs> and then they car you. <laughs> I wonder where my kids get it from. Don't, don't. Oh, jeez. Oh. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who, who's most likely to take two plates at a team pasta party? Hmm. Well, when I was well, pregnant, I took like yeah. <laughs> 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 a little ate, a little ate her face off. One, one, we were doing a camp. It was our first camp, our first, our first camp ever in California, and I didn't know I was pregnant. We, we, we had everything that could possibly go wrong at our first, camp. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have Corey, so it was like no. four of us and five of us, and we had to cancel. We had to bring it inside because it rained. Never rains in California, mm. and it went inside. But they brought us this hot lunch. And normally we have like sandwiches. And I remember going <laughs> back up to the line and I got this big plate of, it was like rice. It was kind of like a Chinese Thai kind of a, a rice and something. And I was like, <laughs> isn't this awesome? Like, what did you guys eat for? And I, God, we were like, yeah. What are you like, doing? Yeah. And then I finally get home and find out that I was pregnant. I was like, go figure. There you go. <laughs> All makes sense. <laughs> I was just like, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Lil took a couple plates back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like the three of us, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember coach, our coach, like grilled me on the bus because I was taking all the granola bars yeah. and I was putting them in my bag and he's like, you're not going to share them for the rest of the rest of <laughs> I was like, no. Um, save yourself <laughs> <laughs> who's most likely to play music in the locker room well oh, oh, like super slow depressed song <laughs> <laughs> to really get you in the mood <laughs> really get you in the mood you didn't want to hear my songs uh, but it's yeah, very yeah. introspective yes it got <laughs> emotionally ready to tear someone's head off yes. there you go <laughs> <laughs> All right, who was the most likely to uh, train the most on their own? Was there anyone who Lil. was like the relentless workhorse? Lil. I'll do it. We had to. Yeah, we had Yeah, yeah we all I imagine, had to. I imagine everyone had to. <laughs> we had to. But you used to call Lil to see, I would call Lil and be like, hey, dude, what are you doing? She had her weekly thing planned out. And she's like, well, today I'm doing this. I'd always, I'd always be like, Jesus, you're doing all of that? And then I go, fuck, all right, I guess I'll do it. So, you know, like, you'd always check in with her to see what she was doing. You might not be able to do it all, but like, <laughs> she was, like, the top True. of, like, this, she's doing this, so I better get try to get there. I love it. She set the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, I think that's it, right? Do you guys have any more? It, those are easy. Good. Yeah, I know, weren't too bad. We could <laughs> We absolutely love the stories that you guys tell. I, I wish, I kind of wish Brandy was here so she could defend herself. Hollywood. Next time, bring her. Yeah. There we go. We Ho hopefully we see you guys in person in the next well, few years. That would, we'll be that would be awesome. In that the Berkshires, awesome. maybe. In the um, Berkshires. In the Berkshires. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> Before we um, sign up, can you guys just tell us your biggest soccer prob? We always ask everyone. Like back in the day when we actually played? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I always um, said skinny jeans, and it's still my biggest soccer prob <laughs> post-playing. Well, finding jeans that fit your legs but then fit your waist is mm -hmm. like... Tighten the thighs, loosen the waist. That's what we yeah. always say. Yep. I, I, I hated... Um, the way your ponytail, like if you're playing in rain, oh, it would just be this huge. <laughs> Resist. Nah. Yeah. Rat's nest. Yes. And then just trying to take your ponytail elastic out 
hurt. Oh, yeah, rip full head hair out. <laughs> and then it was just a big knot, and you had to use the entire bottle of conditioner. Yes, in the shower. Take it out, but it would still be there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> We just came out with a new shirt that says soccer hair don't care because we get so many good pictures of everyone's yeah. buns and braids like stuck. Well, that was good. Yeah, it's not cute. Uh, I, would <laughs> say, I would have to say the soccer tan. I mean, and I'd have to preface yeah. that when I would go into camp in January after being in the East Coast and go to California, whenever I would come, they would all, all call me Casper because I was so white. <laughs> so then I would get a little bit of sun and then I'd get my little sock you know, marks and hair, and I would look really tan compared to what I was. So that was always <laughs> kind of a problem for me. <laughs> kind of a problem. <laughs> I, I say I, I don't hurt no one from playing, but like as a fan and a parent on the sideline now, the parents that scream relentlessly at their kid, I just want to like, I have to go to the end of the field where there's and everybody's like, "Come watch with us." I'm like, I can't be over there. Like, I need to be. <laughs> way over here because they there's people that are crazy I know. and they're screaming at their kid every move and why are you doing that and it's just horrible like I can't I, I don't remember that as a kid as a, maybe because my parents had no clue about anything like sports wise <laughs> which is probably great but you know what I mean like I don't remember hearing that and it's just everywhere now well, like either it's a negative negative coach yelling or the yeah. parent it's just like let them play my favorite thing is just when they're yelling something that is entirely unproductive, like kick it. Like what? That is not a direction. Yeah. That's not advice. That's not any insight that you're having, but then they'll yeah. say it 80 times over the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Boot it. That just boot gives it. Me, I just boot have it. a hard time. Get booted. Good boot. boot. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a problem. So that's a, that's a big soccer problem. I that guess, is. Whatever. We had Maybe some, when, yeah we had a parent who used to yell at like us when we were playing on the same oh. team and we like you i can hear his voice in my yes. <laughs> the worst was he knew our names so we called us by our numbers oh, was, oh god he knew our names he just preferred the numbers <laughs> 17, oh my god. No, 22 my, yeah 22. <laughs> um 22 what are you doing <laughs> exactly you're like say the name um yeah. but anyways you guys are so freaking awesome and we're so happy that you to have you guys on the podcast and to connect with you guys again and like shannon said we really hope to see you guys soon and i think that we should come back to team first camps when you guys have it and yes. play on your small sided games yeah awesome. who's, the, who's the youngest one out of you are you guys all the same age no. I'm the youngest. We like defenders. We need defenders. Oh, we're not defenders. Corey, Corey, you get to play in the back. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. We, we play zero defense. <laughs> well, let us know. Let us know when the team first schedule is figured out for when we get past COVID times. And we're so excited yeah. about Angel City FC also and to see you guys bring an awesome team to uh, California. We're very excited. Thank you. You guys take care. Thanks, hey, thank guys. you guys hey, so good, much. You guys, are, hey, you guys are doing great stuff, too. Keep it up. I, yeah. I check yeah. you out. Your website's awesome. So. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. We'll have to send you guys some stuff for your kids, too, and for you guys. Be awesome. You got it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys.